The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We have a brand new episode of Odds and End Zones on the great Beating Your Nation Radio podcast. And we're coming at you right now. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, the deputy sports editor. For phillyvoice.com, I am joined, as always, on this show by my guy, Zoe. Zoe, how you living? What's up, brother? Happy uh, post-World Day weekend to everybody. Good to be back. Do some dad grilling? Yeah, man. We get, did, some, did some dad grilling. We did some uh, – we went to went to the pool a few days. Got out and uh, let the kids ride their bikes. Let, let Amari ride his bike. Um Got guys a little scraped elbow, so he's officially indoctrinated as a summer kid. Um, it was. A I was nice a kid who fell off the bike a million times. Yeah, even when I'm like 12, 13, just scrapes <laughs> always. Yeah, I feel like he's he's gonna be that kind of kid. He's gonna, you know, he's all he's also very resilient. So he he's gonna he's definitely gonna be that kid though. He's gonna pop pop up with scraped knees and elbows and stuff because that's just he's just reckless abandon on that thing. So. I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it because he's, you know, he's learning, but he's definitely going to be a coming in with a, uh, a busted, busted knee and, and all this kind of stuff, kid. I wasn't a broken bone kid. I was just definitely a cut up scab kid, but, uh, yeah, I was not scab one kid. never broke one. Not one bone. I didn't have, I didn't have one bone. I was definitely a scab kid. I used to, I used to get, um, especially when I got to like grade school and like started really traveling out on my own and like doing stuff because we played um i was i was a notorious like uh concrete football kid so yeah always coming home with a with a little scrape or a scratch or whatever. rip sweatpants on yeah rip sweatpants i mean my mom would just be beside herself i'm coming home with straight sweatpants i mean brand new sneaks having a a nice oh, i wasn't allowed to wear we had I went to Catholic school for grade school, so we had a uniform, mm-hmm. you know, like sweater vest and tie and all. And then one day a week we had gym day, so we wore gym clothes to school. I wasn't allowed to wear my nice sneakers to gym class or playing outside after school, so really there was no point of me having them to begin with. I would just have a pair of, like, all-white team four <laughs> that I was, like, almost never allowed to put on my feet, actually. I was the same way, and then I had – um I had a pair. Just how old I am. I had a, the Bo Jacksons originally came out. Okay. I had the white, white, yellow, and gray pair. And yeah, I'm no, talking about yeah. I wore it to gym. Still to this day, my favorite pair of sneakers. I wore it to gym one time, um, and I did, and I did well. 
but I was so nervous. I was like, I don't even want to wear HGM anymore. I was like, it's too much. That's too much pressure. Um, but I remember the, I, I, I long for those days because when I was in, you know, when I was in Catholic school, I wore, even at the prep, like I, I wore, you know, we wore uniforms all day. So like, yeah. by the time the weekend came, my sneakers were still fresh. And then I, you know, I still was ahead of the game because I, re- I wore sneakers like three times out of the week. I had a maroon pair of the, I guess you would call them what the air trainer ones. Yeah. Yeah. So the original bows ran them into the ground in college, but they were such a great uh, college sneaker because they still looked good, but because maroon yeah. was a dark color yeah. and it had a black outsole, they didn't show any grime from, you know, some dumb basement party or the bar getting beer spilt all over it and stuff. And they're super, sneaker. they're super durable too, because they're a legit cross training sneaker. So like, they were like they they were built to withstand all that stuff. Yeah, they look good with uh, shorts. Obviously, it's not. Sometimes I think like chucks or high tops look weird with shorts. They were yeah. good size of that. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you had jeans on, if it was a little stacked, it still worked well. Yeah. Or cut, you had your khakis cuffed or whatever it was. It always yeah. worked out with them. So today we're recording this early Tuesday afternoon, May thirty first. Yep, yep. Hopefully, you had a nice uh, intro to summer weekend. Over the weekend, I chilled in the city, played some cornhole outside of my little uh, parking lot, little alleyway, park. driveway, nice. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, enjoyed some cold ones, some Kenwoods, some ice cold. They they redesigned their camp. Yeah, they did. That. It was good. It's actually uh, it's really cool because a lot of times I like to take a picture of it if I'm yeah. drinking it to give them a little plug on Instagram. Plug, but yeah. I'm, I'm a big koozie guy. Like I have uh, <laughs> like a drawer that just overflowing with koozies, just being a nitwit like that. But a lot of times if I'm doing that, you can't take a picture and share because it, it just looks like any can. Like, yeah, yeah. But now they have uh, – I think they did this on purpose. I was talking to the guy, Matt Sarah, who runs Kenwood. They Back have – Real good guy. Up up near the – I guess the top of it, it says, like, enjoy Kenny or Kenny's the best. So you could actually right. still see the branding right. even when the koozie's on. So I thought it was pretty cool. I, I think, I think um, you know, we, we, we've worked with them. And, and um, you know, we talked to Matt and other guys – a ton since we've started this and even before um it's funny to to see their their maturation as a brand like right in front of your eyes like we rarely get to yeah, see sick. that and be as close to it but it, it's it's awesome to see um just how how quickly they've kind of grabbed everybody's you know attention and you know how they're how they're getting close to you know really hitting that pop-off point so i'm you know, really excited for them i think they're you know super Super cool bunch of people, and and they um you know they deserve all the all the accolades. They're they're uh today uh, I think they're getting into acne in the area for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Going to be good for the dad brand. I think that's uh you know dad you know there with the the wife or the partner racking up a crazy grocery bill. He sneaks over to the beer aisle real quick and sees a sixer of a nice local beer and <laughs> picks it up on the cheap compared to whatever. And this so, is even just a pro Kenwood thing. Uh, Allagash White, good beer, you'd agree. Have you ever had it? Peter yeah. King style? Yeah. yeah. So we go to the foodery. Uh, Northern Liberty's like sandwich, deli, shop. They sell a lot of alcohol. One of the best. One of the best. Uh, and we see a sixer of Kenwood. I was like, I actually haven't had it in a minute. Let me pick that up. It'll be good for drinking. And then we saw an Allagash summer lager. So I guess it was more like a Pilsner uh, right. style, even though it's a lager, but a light lager, whatever you want to call it. And I'm thinking, like, well, Allagash is usually pretty good. I'll try this. I, w- I would assume it's good. It's light, probably nice for, like, we were doing chilling yeah. outside, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, dude, it, maybe it wasn't the coldest beer ever, and I liked, like my stuff, you know, ice, ice cold. Ice cold, yeah, that's fair. But I took a sip, 
And I, I'm not kidding. It was the worst beer I ever had. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like it, it blew my mind that I didn't like it to the degree I did. Just being, you know, 28 years old and drinking, you know, beer fairly regularly over the last, yeah. you know, decade or whatever you want to say. Yeah. I compared it. I told Ash it was like drinking a beer for the first time when you're like 14 or 15. Like the first time you have like a Miller or Bud Light or whatever. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, this is what beer tastes like. This is weird. Or yeah. if you're like. 19 or 20 trying an ipa for the first time you're like oh my god like what is this that's what it felt like even though i was 28 years old and yeah, everybody remembers their first their first beer and then i go out uh the next day um walking by uh, the front of my building and i just see a can of it that's like i look up and grab it it's half filled that someone <laughs> had out there like someone must have tried it too took like two or three sips and just put it down in front of my building and just like <laughs> i'm not doing this either i'm not doing it either <laughs> So and I had texted, <laughs> I had texted Lawler because he's kind of like a craft beer aficionado to a yeah. degree. And I'm saying, dude, did you try this? He goes, oh, I have a 12 pack in my freezer or my fridge. I think it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, really, dude? That thing gets unbelievable. Yeah. And then he texts me the next day. He goes, Seamus, I have to be honest with you. You were right about the oh, gosh. <laughs> I have it in there. That's that's a good beer if someone comes over and just be yeah. like, hey, you want a cold that's one a good- real quick? <laughs> Got got this new Allagash out here. You might be able to try. <laughs> it's a good guess beer. It's like a it's like a bag of chips that you actually don't like. It's a good guess. Yeah, when you get a little takeout from the yeah. corner, a little right. cheesesteak wrap, they throw one in there, and then you leave it. And you put it out on a plate next time you yeah. have people over. You're like, oh yeah, how about I got these little cheesesteak wraps to, while we're while we're waiting? It's perfect. <laughs> All right. So what we wanted to talk about today, Dan Wervlovsky, uh ESPN media member. Always talking quarterbacks, obviously played in the league himself, infamously played on the 2000 or I think 2007, 2008 Detroit yep. Lions that went 0 and 16. Yep. You know, not really crapping him on that, obviously. Better career than both of us when it came to yeah, sports. So no, no qualms there. But today he came out with some tears he did on Twitter ranking quarterbacks in the NFL, saying some guys that teams win because of, and then some guys that teams win with. Obviously, you're winning because of a guy. It's because he's awesome. He's playing really well. He can right. carry your team. Winning with a guy, that means good situation there. He's not necessarily a game manager, but keeping things going, not making crazy mistakes, helping out where he can, though he might not be taking over the game completely. Then he had the rest of the guys, he said, were people that were either you know, TBD or you win in spite of, meaning even if this guy's hurting you, maybe your defense or running game carries it, and that's why you're winning. Right. So I can go over the guys he did for this. He did his first years. He had the guys you win because of the NFL. He has Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Agreed. Jackson, Patrick Agreed. Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, spelled Russell Wilson with one L, Joe Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford. That's fair. All guys who should be there, I would think. Yep. All guys that yep. should be there. And then he does guys you win with. That's the second tier. And this is what caused more controversy. Yeah, this is definitely the one I left off. Right, yeah. For his guys he wins with, he has Mac Jones. And then surprise to me was Tua on there, which I don't necessarily agree with him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We're going to talk about that some. Baker Mayfield. who I I wrote an article about this where we get to my list for Philly Voice. Didn't even include Baker because I didn't even know what he's going to do. I had 32 starters, so a guy from each team. Plus Trey Lance on mine because I don't know right. what the hell San Francisco's doing. <laughs> so for games one, he has Mac Jones, Tua Baker, Ryan Tannehill, who 
kind of on the border between a win with and win because guy for me. I think he's a guy that could have leaped to the next tier. Matt Ryan, 30, age 37 season, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see, especially yeah. going in. Uh, one that I disagree with the most, uh, I'm sure upsetting the Eagles fans, Dak Prescott. Yeah. As a guy you went with, uh, you know, we, we lost the Dak Wentz debate a long time ago. I think he's yeah. he's very, very good. I know yeah. he's had some injuries the last two seasons. Uh, but at worst, he's a, he's a guy you win because maybe he's a guy that's lower in that tier for you. But as a guy you win with, I think that that's pretty pretty wild. I also think he's a guy. I think if you were if you reverse the criteria, he's a guy that wins despite a lot of stuff. Like he wins great, despite great his call. defense. Like, like you know what I mean? Like I, I think he he definitely belongs in that tier. For, in, in spite of the coaching situation they've right. always had, right? The coaching situation a lot and like. Like we said, a lot of times, despite of his defense, like, you know, injuries and all that stuff, um, you know, aside, I, I think he, I, like you said, I think um, I, I think Tannehill could lead to that tier. I, I think Dak definitely belongs and probably um, obviously below a couple of those other guys, but I think he's earned the right to be there. And then, yeah, the rest of those guys probably are where they, where they should be. But to your point, the biggest, the biggest issue is who he left off that, that list. He has a couple more on here we can get to. He has Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Another guy a little borderline for me. I think yeah. having win with is fine, but he'd be at the top of the win with tier. Yeah. Jameis, yeah. he's more in win in spite of for me. We'll yeah. see what happens in New Orleans this season. Right. He's you got know, uh, the talents there. Obviously, he's, it's post-LASIK surgery, post-LASIK surgery. Right. So we'll see. <laughs> he's got uh, you know, when he's played the last couple of years in New Orleans, he has looked good. Yeah. Uh, no Sean Payton there, so we'll see. But I'm not comfortable putting win with here given what we saw got, from him um, from a few years in Tampa Bay. Um, I, I agree. And I, he definitely has – this is definitely a prove-it year for him. Uh, I thought we say that we, – we've said that the past six years with Jameis. But, um, you know, he's got a shiny new Chris Olave down there and a couple other young weapons. Said, did you see his quote? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smooth <laughs> like, as the other side of the pillow. The I was like, pillow. that's I, the best Jameis quote you could fantastic. have. I love it. He does. He is a really good soundbite. So I, I, um, I think the, the was it E to W? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of the funniest things. That, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, up there with the for funniest stuff that's happened like on an NFL field. The Robbie Anderson Sir Per. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, that's. I think those are like that's. Yeah, that's tier one. Are those yes. two things? And I, I, I love Robbie Anderson. So he's another guy. Yeah, like, you know, I'm Temple really guy, right? Soundbite, but yeah, but I, I, I love, I love him. I love him and Jameis. Um, I, I love that they're that they used to provide just the, the most terrific sound bites. You can always yeah. count on for it. And there's another one with Robbie Anderson where I know the Panthers didn't win many games last year, but they're in the locker room after the game and they're playing Sweet Caroline. And yeah. like even the guys you wouldn't think are you know Red Sox fans in the seventh inning stretch. And it's just you know a classic song if you want. It's probably fun to jam along with, uh, no matter who you are. And then he just looks like. So confused when they, when, they hit the, when they hit the chorus, like it seems like he's never heard this song in his life before. I, that was that was hilarious because one, I, I actually do think he's never heard. That was the first time hearing the song, and I, it's funny because he's also someone who can't hide his facial expression. He reminds me a lot of of Steve Smith. Funny, another Carolina guy, but Steve Smith is the same way. Like Steve Smith can't hide his facial expressions. It's great. Yeah. Next guy he has on with when with, I feel like I'm saying whiz with like I'm <laughs> whiz getting whiz. a friggin' cheesesteak. Next guy uh, on whiz with was yes Kyler, which uh, horrible postseason game last year, but uh, 
you know, the Eagles would trade for him in a second, I think, if they yeah. could, as much as they yeah. talk up Hurts now, I think. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's a guy that commands multiple first-round picks on the market. I think he's a win-because guy. Sure. I mean, they got to the playoffs because of him. And another guy akin to Dak where he's winning not in spite – his team's not winning in spite of him. He's winning in spite of his yeah, head coach. Yeah, that's right. His head coach is sabotaging him. And I, I think he's – um, I know uh, the last thing we read or last thing we saw about him was him saying that he – like he's adamant about not showing up for training camp and stuff like that. It can, I, I, poor, poor Jalen, right? But it, it can get, uh, he thought he, he looks, he thinks he's moving to Houston. He thinks he's using, moving to Arizona. The poor guy, man. I, I, I genuinely uh, feel bad for him because that I just don't think the rumors are going to stop until, until Kyler shows up on day one of, of, of Cardinals training camp, because According to him and his agent, he's not showing up and he, he wants a new situation or, you know, a new commitment from them. And the Cardinals yeah. are like, absolutely not. So I, I think we got a stalemate there. And I, I think that they would um, they would sooner entertain, you know, some sincere offers for him. And, and obviously, um, you know, if, if Howie is remains in this get the deal done mode, I, I can't see them not at least calling. You know what I mean? Like I, I think. Yeah. Really oh, small. I mean, he's gonna circle the waters on any everyone yeah, until he you know, thinks that's for due diligence. You have thousand percent that Jalen's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely should call. Yeah, we're gonna definitely talk about Jalen today to get into that too. But the last guy he has on his win with section is Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy yep. G, and I think he is the definitive win with quarterback. Yeah. Two of the last three years, yeah. the 49ers have made the conference championship game. They almost won the Super Bowl. They were winning in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, if I'm if I'm correct in saying that, in the 2019 season. Yeah. And all they've wanted to do for the last two years is get rid of the guy. Yeah. Because they have Trey Lance, who I is a TBD to me. I have no idea what to make with him just because it seems like uh, – I don't want to say uh, – like a weird situation or a combustible situation, but it's just a little confusing what's going yeah. on there. Someone who's not there day to day consuming the Bay Area, you know, media market, uh, think he's the prototypical win with guy. Yep. They have a stacked team around him. Maybe he has two or three good playoff games, and that's good. Maybe that works for a team, but uh, that's why he's a win with guy. And then Orlovsky follows up and says, "Everyone else is a guy that's either TBD or jury's out on him, whatever he wants to say, yeah. or you win in spite of." Obviously, leaving Jalen Hurts off that list, that means he's a guy, in his view, where I think he's saying that you win in, in spite of Hurts. I don't think he, at this yeah. stage, he's saying that it's to be decided. I think he's saying that Hurts is an in spite of guy. Yeah. And I don't I don't really agree with it. And we could talk about that. I have him. Uh, I did a ranking on phillyvoice.com, which you can check out. Doing for 33 guys in the league. I had him comfortably in the win with Common. He's not a one because guy right now, but it could be this situation this season. Talking about with Jimmy G and those 49ers teams, best Eagles roster since the Super Bowl year. And I'm not just blowing smoke up their asses there. You know, how he always wins the offseason, all of those things. But the offensive talent is unarguable. Yeah. They have the best offensive line to me, a little biased, sure, but PFF listed them as the best offensive line last week. And honestly, going into the season, they probably they have a better. Yeah, you have a top 10 receiver. You have another guy you think can be top 10 in two or three years. You have a top five tight end. And you have talented backs. No uh, no bell cow guy. There's no Dalvin Cook. But all those guys added up and do some special things when you have Jalen Hurts back there too. 
to me, Jalen Hurts didn't win a lot of games with his arm last year, but he won a lot of games because of his legs. And I think that's a difference there. And that's part of the thing. Hey, you can't win in the postseason with a guy that's like that. I understand that. But I think this situation, this season, I think Jalen will demonstrate because of that talent that you can win with him because you have that talent around him because the defense is improved, which is going to make it easier for the offense. Sierra has another year under his foot. He has a new offensive. He doesn't have to deal with a new offensive system. Jalen does because, you know, in his penultimate collegiate season, he's playing at Alabama still. Last season, transfers to Lincoln Raleigh's offense in Oklahoma, puts up crazy numbers, but in a new offense. Comes to the league, learns Doug Peterson's offense, plays a little bit at the end of the year. Doug gets can has to learn Nick Sirianni's system. So the last three seasons, he's learned a new system. And I don't want to get into the big Sam Bradford, you know, yes. oh, he never has a consistent offensive coordinator. Right. He's had four you different know, offensive coordinators. Yeah, so. this isn't on him at this point. He's still yeah. 23, 24 years old. Let's see in year two. I mean, it's, if it's year five and we're saying, oh, you know, he's on the Titans now and he has a new offense quarter, and that's that's not it. That's not the case with Sam Bradford. Right. right. He's going uh, into his second full year as a starter. It's different. And I think that um, there's obviously recency bias, um, but I, I think he's also in the conversation bias. I think the conversation obviously has been that not so quietly the the Eagles were looking all, all season to to upgrade that position yeah. until they finally decided to semi commit whatever you however you want to read it but he's in the I, marketing I, materials now he's in the right right, right. he's on the <laughs> shout out the shout out the uh, MCW but he's on the he's on the uh, the season ticket holder Panther now um, but I, I think that there is a, a a comfortable spot for him in the win the win with category. And, yeah. and I think that um, my main reason is we saw it already. Like the games that they games they won last year were like, yo, it was a good Jalen game. He didn't turn the ball over. You know, he was fast with his passes, so on and so forth. And that was we recycled that. Yo, it was a good Jalen game. Jalen didn't fumble the ball. Jalen didn't throw an interception. Jalen moved. You know, he moved him down the field with his yeah. feet. Like that. That's what we were used to last year. This year, we want to get used to yo. We won that game because of Jalen. Jalen threw yeah. three touchdowns. Jalen, you know, got a fourth and two. Jalen got us five with his feet. Like, that's the kind of stuff we want to see this year. But I, I think more than anything, there is there is him, his coaches, and, you know, guys, the guys around him, his teammates, everybody to a T has said the same thing. This is what we love about Jalen. This is what I think Jalen can work on. And it's been nothing but – you know, sunshine and, you know, I'm going to get it done from Jalen. And right now, like, all we have to do is take him at his word. I think he's a guy who, you know, he certainly reads the press clippings. He knows what people are saying about him and what he can he's and can't do. Yeah, he's certainly – he's more than self-aware. And I think he's also a guy who, um, you know, has a renewed sense of purpose and a new energy. Like, his, you know, his best friend is going to be right beside him on the field now. Like, you, there's, there's so much to be said about that and so much to be said about the fact that, how he pulled the trigger on that, regardless if he when it says, you know, he he pretty much said it that that um, you know Jalen hit him up, said, "Yo, we got to go get AJ. You should try to go get AJ." Like that means a lot, um, you know, to get back to. And I'm sure that the conversation back was, "If I go and get AJ, are you going to give him the ball?" You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm sure it was happening. I'm sure between the two of them and Sirianni, the conversation happened. But I, I think that. Last year, he was a guy that in, in games that they won with, and this year, it'll, it'll just progress from there. Yeah, and it's games like the Falcons game, they won with him yeah. at least. I mean, you can maybe make the case they won because of him. Saints game, 
at least one with. He can make the case they won because of him. Yep. Uh, the Washington game, uh, the Tuesday night football played really bad early, played great late. Maybe you consider that's a wash when you went with yeah. him, but yeah. that's all saying that he should be in this tier and they'll forever be compared to a and Hertz. But I think, you know, over their two years NFL, Hertz has showcased way more than two at this point. I think yeah. that, and I'm a little biased, sure, but having Tua in that category over Hertz doesn't make any sense to me. Either you have Hertz and Tua in there, which I don't necessarily agree, agree with with Tua. Yeah. We can't have Tua and not Jalen. No, or just take them over. Or just take them both out. Like, yeah, don't. I, I just, I don't think that you, you know, you look at what the Dolphins did last year and their push, um, you know, under Brian Flores. But a lot of the games they lost are because of Tua. Like. Because yeah. that offense couldn't move the ball and, and get you know get the ball to a couple of their weapons and um you know he's they're under similar pressure because you know they they have they got Terry Kill now and a couple other you know new young guns but um I, I think that you either add Jalen to that list or you don't put either one of them on. Yeah, I think back to in, in a way that I can't speak to who too is as a person, obviously. Right, right. But during his rookie season, the organization really wanted him to take the reins of the job, whereas everyone else in that locker room, and seemed in the coaching staff too, really wanted to ride with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And yeah. in that way, it feels a little bit of an anti-Hertz, given the dynamic between Wentz and him in 2020, where it seemed like it's the opposite there. You have this veteran, you know, entrenched presence, even way, way, way more so than Fitzpatrick in yeah. Miami. It's way different. Yeah. You know, he's the city type guy in Wentz. And then it seemed like the the most liked guy in the locker room, people liked the most or gravitated the most, was the backup quarterback. It's, yeah. it's the inverse there. And when you're getting into more things that are – when you're talking about win with rather than win because or win in spite of, those guys, to me, to a certain degree, need to have an intangibles element to them. Yeah, I agree. Um, because a lot of it's rallying late, all that kind of yep. you know Disney movie BS at the end. And Hertz has that, obviously. Say what you want about his arm. Everyone likes him. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Plays well under pressure, relatively speaking, and he's going to put your team in a position to win. Maybe he's late in the game. We'll see. But likability, as we've seen from the 2017 through 2021 Eagles, uh, is important for a quarterback. I think guys, I think guys trust him, um, and and I think that matters more than anything because we now know for sure that there was a 50-50 split on 11 in that locker room. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of guys who didn't trust him. And there's a lot of guys who were on the fence who just didn't know what to think about him. Yeah. Um, but I think they're right now, on at least on that offense, uh, you know, where it matters, everyone believes and trusts Jalen. Um, and I think that, you know, you go down, we just mentioned the offensive line, but the leaders on that offensive line, you know, the, the more specifically his center, all believe in him and all trust yeah. him. You know what I mean? And I think that more than anything, that matters regardless of what your receivers think and your, your backs think, you know, your the having the trust of your offensive line means the world. Those are the guys who literally protect you and guard your life on Sunday. So um, I, I think that that's off the charts. And I think the intangibles, they do matter. You know, we, we talk a lot about it and, you know, we won't have, much else to go off of until you know another couple of weeks from now when they when they kick off training camp and really get going. Um, but I, I think it absolutely matters the intangibles yeah. and likability and you know what do what do your coaches and teammates say about you 
leading into this second year. Yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Want to hit you with my tears? Yep. Let's do it. So I went one above the win because of, because I think there's a certain tier of guys that if you put them on any team, they're going to be on a path towards contention. I agree. Kind of labeled it as the alien yeah. tier in a way, just guys who are otherworldly players. I agree. And it's, it seems like a pretty easy top four to me between Brady, obviously, Mahomes, yeah. Rogers, Josh Allen. Yep. You're putting those guys in any team, yep. any situation. I think you're making the postseason because of just because of their presence. We'll see what happens from there. Do you, do you, um, how, I guess, I, I guess it's too early to tell. Um, where are you on, I'll tell you where I am on him, but where are you on, uh, on, on Joey D on, is he closer to that list or is he closer to still in win with category or like, Oh, win I'm on win because. So I have another that. tier that's win because, and I said Herbert and Burrow are the two most likely guys that, if I were to do this come next year, they could be on that alien tier list. Yeah. Guys who are just otherworldly. Yeah. And maybe Burrow deserves that right now. And if you want to make that case, fine. It just I'm not going to do it after that second season uh, yeah. as a starter. But we'll see with Herbert, too. Uh, I need him to win a playoff game before I put yeah. him up there. I need him to just make the postseason before I put him up there, even though, obviously, talent, arm talent, strength, accuracy, oh, whatever, yeah. all yeah. undeniable. But let's let's actually see it. Yeah. Uh, let's actually see you make the playoffs and maybe don't do unbelievably. I'd like to see you win a playoff game before I put you up there as a guy who can be unstoppable yep. in any situation. Yep. So I have a, a large list for win because I think there are still a lot of talented QBs in the league. Talk about Dak. I have Dak there. Yep. We think Dak will be there. Yep. Herbert Burrow, Lamar, kind of a forgotten figure in, yeah. in a way. I think, you know, maybe if you asked me after the 2019 season, I might have him in that top tier. Yeah. Alien, alien tear. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how his body holds up. I know he's got. Yeah, it's a little rough with that situation. It's, yeah. it's, you kind of get nervous, especially if you're a Ravens fan. And I think that's why people have critiques of guys who are, uh, rely heavily on their, on their legs. And it's, it's more so than just, hey, during the postseason, you need to drop back 35 times, whatever. There are durability issues there. Yeah. And they're always going to be. And he has kind of more of a slender frame. But if he's healthy and on his field, they're one of the most consistent organizations in sports. Right. I yeah. have faith in them to do well and win because of him. Yeah, for sure. Kyler, we talked about him. He should be on here. Stafford, not an alien guy to me, but they literally won the Super Bowl because of him and everything around him. Have him on yeah, there. Stafford. Russell, Stafford. Russell Wilson, a guy two, yeah. three years ago, made head in that top tier. But right now, let's see what happens if there's a Denver revitalization. Yeah. Derek Carr, I think better than people think. I, I like Derek respect, Carr a lot. Yeah, I like Derek yeah, Carr. Respect him. Matt Ryan, a guy I'm a little iffy on, yeah. but I think going to a new team, they could really help them. We saw Indianapolis have success with, you know, end of career Phillip Rivers uh, for, you know, 15 out of the 17 games looked pretty good with Wentz last year. And I think Matt Ryan right now, just given everything that's happened in Wentz's career is is a better quarterback than Wentz. I I have him there for now. It could be a guy 
you know, after the season, it's more win with or he gets yes. closer to retirement. But right now, I have him on that, like the lower end of the win because guys. And I don't think that he, I think that he'll do well because I don't think he'll need to do much there. They have a, yeah, and you have they, JT. Yeah, JT. They have an amazing defense um, that's going to win them some games. I think he'll just need to, um, he's, a, he's better than game manage. I think he'll just need to play as close to mistake-free football as possible, and they'll be fine. Like, feed JT, you know, get matriculate the ball down the field, and then, um, you know, let your defense take care of the rest. And if he's just a win-with guy, that's a win for them. That's exactly yeah. what they want. Oh, for sure. Can deal with 100%. Time. Yeah. I have Deshaun, which, whatever. You know, but yeah. he's yeah. obviously very good. Yeah. Uh, a guy I have on the border right here, maybe I'm hedging. And the originally in my rankings, I had Ryan Tannehill as a win with guy. Right. In the actual article, I had him as a win because guy. Right. Uh, I right. give him the benefit of the doubt, I said, because he had them as the one seed last year. That team was decimated by injuries. Yep. Obviously, the rushing attack wasn't the same with Derrick Henry went out. In his 2019 season, his 2020 season, he was super duper efficient. So I'm going to have yep. him still as a win because guy. Maybe things changed another year or so. But right now, lower end right there, still really like him as a QB. I like him. Um, he's another guy, though. I would say is 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 probably teetering toward the. Um, you know, you are you going to come October? He could be another one. You know, what right? I mean? Like come October, he's right. He could be another guy who's like, all right, dude. Like we, you know, we've 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 given you everything we think you need, and like we, it's time to show and prove, man. Like that I think that defense is still you know really really good, but they're getting long in the tooth. Um, yeah. Just you know, they just lost. You know, a couple of uh, a couple of guys on that offense, obviously. Um, and, and Derek, I love Derek Henry, but also, how many more years are you going to trust Derek Henry to run for two thousand yards? Like, I mean, he's like an uh, all-time freak, like unparalleled that's what I'm saying, know, right. player. But at the same time, like he's still a human being, and it's the NFL. Yeah. We've seen you know Priest Holmes have three ungodly years and then turn into. Just an old man. Just turn production, right? Dude, like, yeah. like you, you, your body just can't. Regardless of, I know like we they share videos of his offseason workouts all the time, but like it doesn't matter how hard you work out. Like eventually, your body. He was just running up the hill. See that? Yeah, over the he was running, running slants on that hill. Like Jeez. he's all. I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature who can obviously prove us wrong, and he probably will. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't take my chances in wasting many more of his of his top producing. Season. Yeah, you can't. So then I moved down to also is what's the best off season workout? Cause I think the N- NFL ones are way cooler than the NBA one. Cause you see guys doing more unique stuff. The one I always talk about with my buddy from college is Aaron Donald with the oh, knives. Yeah. The guy is yeah. just putting knives out on him and he's just I'll doing karate you- on like jujitsu <laughs> on knives. The ones, the ones I like. Um, so I'll give you two from both sports. I do think the NFL ones are better cause you, like you said, like you, you, I think you see guys doing more position-based stuff, like AD. Um, and then Ben Simmons obviously soured me on all. And then right, work like, like that's we, part of it. Listen, so. we as Sixers fans, from the from the Fultz, uh Zap Ruder tapes to the Simmons tapes, <laughs> like we've been, <laughs> we've been, uh, we are more than soured on summer on summer league tapes and summer workout tapes. So um, I, I would say I, I like to watch. I do like to watch the guys when they meet up in the, in the, in the open gym runs, I think that's really cool to see, especially um, 
watching guys like Tyrese Maxey go at it with other yeah. veterans. I do love yeah. to see that. I think that's really cool. Um, and then on the NFL side, yeah, I think I think AD's workouts, you know, with his with his trainer with the knives is super cool. And I really do think that um, this is this is so funny because about this guy, Miles Sanders works out with a guy locally. Okay. Who absolutely kills his NFL trainers. Um, nice. This guy uh, absolutely crushes him. And I saw a couple of workouts on Instagram. So the guy works. <laughs> he definitely works. Um, I, I think, like we said, there's 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 some kind of disconnect between it translating to the field. But that dude is in top-notch shape, man. It, it's a it, it's a grueling workout uh, that, I, that I think is really cool. It's, it's, it's kind of intrinsic. I like it. Yeah, I've had my criticisms. But at, at a certain point, if he rushed for 1,300 yards this year, I wouldn't be like – the most surprised person right. in the world either. That's what I'm saying. Just... Right. I, I think um, going and going back to Jalen, like I think that that's also so crucial for year two, uh, I guess, success. They, they gotta have consistency from their running game. I feel like we're, I feel like we're talking, we're calling them the talk radio, keep saying it, but it's the truth. They gotta have some kind of consistency there. Yeah. Um, and I think it starts with miles. So I really, really hope for all of our sakes that he's able to put it together this year. So I did a win with tier. So we had Tannehill kind of at the edge of win because yeah. on the yep. on the sheet I'm looking at, I still have Tannehill as win with. But Jimmy G, as we decided, the ultimate win with guy to me. Yep. Kirk Cousins right there. I think he that's he's pretty akin to Jimmy G. Puts up better stats, but kind of right yep. there in terms of uh, the playoff maneuverability and contention paths. Mac Jones. I think he was yeah. exactly that. He was exactly what the Patriots yeah. needed in 2021. Yeah. But a guy yeah. who, uh, you know, went after some bigger names in the draft last year, yeah. uh, but had the most successful rookie season. Obviously, that's context-based. But win with is the most context-based aspect in the in these rankings in this yeah. tier. So I, I have him there. Uh, Jalen, which we talked about. Uh, and then I had Wentz there. Uh, that's one you could have in spite of, I think. Yeah. But just given the way they performed earlier in that season where he was a game manager most of the year, I know he made a lot of knucklehead plays at times, but they seemed overall okay with him before he crashed and burned at the end of the year. But I'd have him as, you know, the last guy in that tier, you know, week, three weeks into the yeah. season, he could be not starting for the yep. Washington anymore. So who yep. knows? Then the win in spite of tier is long just because it's like, Best of the rest or worst yeah. of the rest, whatever. Worst of the rest. Drew Locke, yeah. Trubisky. I'm, Drew Locke. The, the first time I did the list, I had uh, I didn't have him on the list, yeah, just because I forgot who their quarterback was. And I realized I had Wentz <laughs> and yeah. Taylor Heineke. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I can't have two of those guys. And I look, I had to like Google NFL. Sometimes when I'm working, I have to Google like NBA teams or NFL yeah, teams just to oh, make yeah, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I looked at a whole list. So we had that Goff, which seems, you know. Maybe they were running in spite of him in LA, but with in Detroit, he's definitely in spite of guy yeah, at this point. I agree. Mariota, I'm a Mariota Lloyd forever will be because <laughs> of the Chip and Oregon stuff. Wrote an article about Chip Kelly error today, doing a little like worst of some of my least yeah. favorite stuff in Philly, Philly sports this week. Wrote about the Chip error today. It was kind of cathartic and fun, but still love Mariota. Has some, I'll say, they have some weapons in Atlanta for him. Yeah, they have some weapons for him in Atlanta. Yeah, they got Drake. I, I'm a big, I'm a big Drizzy fan. I, I think okay. he's really great. I wouldn't have drafted him that high, like for my liking. But I like him. I like him. Yeah. You know, Kyle Pitts, Philly guy, Catholic league guy, is, is going to be great. Um, 
I think he certainly got some weapons, man. That's that it, that should not be an excuse. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So we have Jameis there, who we talked about. Yeah. I put Tua here. Obviously, it could be a situation where maybe he's a win with guy. Yep. Davis Mills, a guy considered putting in the TBD situation, but yeah. just based off on the draft pedigree, I left him here for now. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Even though he performs statistically better than you know Lawrence and some other guys. Then Sam Darnold, obviously, uh, disastrous move to part with some picks for him for Carolina. And then TBD, it's four other first-round picks from 2021. You got Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance. Okay. I don't know. I think Zach Wilson could be pretty good. I don't know if the New York Jets are the correct infrastructure for that to happen. Uh, Very bullish on Trevor Lawrence with our guy Doug P there. You know, that's my – my goat right there. I'm really excited to see what happens with them. Obviously, the Eagles play them early in the season this year, too. That'll be in Philadelphia. That game will have uh, tons of – they have a lot of juicy games this year between Doug coming back, Carson coming back on Monday football, uh, and I think the team is better than it's been in the last couple years, too. So it's going to be a fun season. And, you know, um, if nothing else, they're going to have a new personality. They're going to play really, really hard. Um, They're going to be really nasty. I mean, that's how that's how Doug likes his teams. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough out regardless. So yeah. it, it may not the, the, we may, we may not see improvement in the wins, but they'll definitely be way more competitive. Oh, I need to look up the because uh, we thought it'd be cool to see Wens play against Doug because they're yeah. both in AFC and always we know in a weird way the Jags always own the Colts, but since they're playing the AFC uh, South this year, or whatever you want to, or, yeah, yeah. I think Washington would play Doug this year. Let me see Washington. They do schedule. Um, I hope it's during a, a dime where the Eagles playing like on Monday night or something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is. So, come on. No, they don't. Why did I think that? I don't know. Jaguars. Oh, that's annoying. I'll just be wrong. Oh, they played Jaguars week one. Yeah, I scrolled. I scrolled down too fast. Uh, <laughs> Sunday one one o'clock Sunday game. I guess the Eagles game on week one is in Detroit. So that's a one o'clock game. That's too. A one so maybe five, if yeah. you do the double TV you got going on with the red zone or a Sunday ticket, that'll be a fun one or DVR whatever. Yeah, that should be fun. Thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Eagles get over a little early. You can get the red zone in for the last two minutes of that game. Right. I mean, uh, they should. The, the um, you know, Detroit, Detroit's going to be a, they're a fun their team. Um, but that game should be one where I'll be interested to see the birds kind of flex a little bit um, against that, uh, that Detroit back nine and see, um, you know, see what we get. I, I think that uh, they're Detroit, Detroit is a lot like past birds teams where I feel like their offense is probably going to be the best part of them, at least for the first half of the season. Um, you know, they got one of our guys leading the charge for them there, and, and the, they, they recouped that O-line and got a couple couple receivers coming in. So it'll be – I think it'll be a fun game, but obviously the Eagles are much more talented. So hopefully the birds are – that they take care of business and we can hit the clicker over to to see uh, Dougie Peebers versus Carson. Uh, our guy, Jeff McDevitt, when the schedule broke – Little nervous. That's a opening day, week one o- opener trap yeah. game. Well, a lot of people little are nervous. That. Yeah, um, you know what? Because that's what that's a noon start time, I yeah, guess. Because they're start. yeah, Rightf- rightfully though. I mean, rightfully, 
Um, so like I said, Detroit is also coming in and, and they want to prove some stuff. They want to prove that they're not. Week you know, one's the wonkiest week too. We want super wonky because they're not the same team. Like if we, yeah. if they lose that game and then play Detroit in week 10, there's, there's going to be two different teams. Yes. So. It's always always some 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 nuttiness that goes on. My my guy forever always been a big fan. Uh, Darius Slay returned yeah. to Detroit. He had a lot of juice in that game last year. Played really well. Obviously had yeah. an unbelievable season where I yeah. think he should have gotten garnered All Pro consideration. Yeah, sure. yeah, but I could see a little uh, opening drive pick six for him, getting things going and yeah, the, uh, old yeah, the open drive yeah. pick six. I mean, he's always. I mean, he said himself, there's always a little. Well, extra juice when you go back there, especially if I mean he's been there, he was there forever. So he was there for a long time, had a lot of yeah, success, put a lot of notoriety. He does Jalen taking the field already up seven nothing. Right, right. They're, right. They had to they had to leave when Slay left the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, want to finish up with some uh that's that's a lot of football talk for yeah, May 31st, yeah. and I like it though. I like I'm so juiced right now. I've been Doing that worst week stuff you could see on Philly Voice. Uh, talk, I'm talking to them on Tuesday, Monday. I wrote about one of the worst games I ever attended. I saw a South Philly doubleheader in October 2011 where uh, Eagles blew a 20-point lead to the 49ers in the second half. And I went and watched the Phillies lose the playoff game to the Cardinals yeah, that night. Yeah. It was terrible. Today <laughs> yeah. I wrote about the Chip Kelly era, do some stuff about uniforms, the best and worst plays this year. So I'm doing some pre-writing. Like I'm in such a football mode. But yeah, I do want to stop. I, 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 we're, I'm um... – I was talking to my buddy the other day. We're going through um, a couple of college football things. Like I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm looking at um, you know potential tailgates for the birds. Like we're, I'm, mm. I'm absolutely in football pill right now. I think, I, I think summer, summer is funny because you think it's going to be there's a long time, but like if you really look at it, we're already in June. Next thing you know, it's Fourth of July, and teams start reporting the week after that. So we're, yeah. We're we're like we're we're literally yeah I should be at OTAs on Friday this week right so we got a lot like, of stuff we're near like forty days away from from it getting really serious I'm I'm excited this will be the first season since I guess I'm a senior in high school Andy Reid's the coach where I don't tailgate a game all season you know I was just going to ask you about that or go I, to a game I, as a fan I should I say, whatever the, you want. I knew the answer because I, you told me how you were going to have to. Dress for games, but I, I'm I'm glad to see the confirmation. That'll be it'll be interesting though, man. I think uh, like we said, like it'll it's going to be a new view for you. Um, you know, I I think though, oh, for, as I said last week, I, I think I sh- I'll remember the plays a little bit. Right. Better, <laughs> and then you know another thing I was thinking about too. It'll be cool for you to kind of get um, the the fan perspective from a reporter's view. You know, like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. show up, show up like showing up like two hours early and doing like, you know, getting like a couple of sound bites and maybe, you know, one or two questions. And then, you know, going upstairs and, and, and really piecing it all together. It's like, oh, yeah, like like, this, like opening day from dapping up Howard asking on Monday night. Right, dapping, up, <laughs> dapping up the king. Right? <laughs> uh, it'll be fun, though, man. I, I think it'll be it's a nice change of pace. Who knows? It might be. If they if they wind up winning the Super Bowl this year, you may never be able to to tailgate ever again. It'll, yeah, it'll, if you if that's like one of those uh you know like the rights to Ricky Sanchez, you're obviously right like the jigsaw. If you ask yeah, me, in, you know, summer 2017, either the Eagles win a Super Bowl or you, but you can never tailgate you again. Never tailgate, again. Right. 
or that you could tailgate every game for the rest of your life and like have no physical or mental deficiencies, right? right. But they never win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they never win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's that's that's a perfect that's a perfect perfect. perfect hey, I already did. Uh, I did one Super Bowl as the super fan number ninety nine or whatever you want to say, and then right, he does fine. Uh, doing one for the media, one for them, one for me. Like if someone, if um, I remember, um, I was telling uh, a friend of mine, like you know, like what if like what if we were the mush? Like what if I was the mush? Like the the second round mush. And that's the reason that like the Sixers never got past the second round. And it, they were like, yo, would you ever, like, would you skip the whole second round of playoffs or like the playoffs in general if it meant, though, that they win a championship? And I said, yes. Like, I would never, I would, st- at game, I would stop at game 41 at home and not even think about going to a playoff game if I knew they were going to win. Like that, I, I, I want them, I want our teams to win more than anything. So I, I would be perfectly fine with that. Would you not watch a second round game if it meant you could attend the first Eastern Conference Finals home game weekend? To yes. Yes. Right. I've come very close to doing that anyway. So yes, I absolutely do. Do you want to talk Stranger Things? Yeah, man, for sure. I close up. So I'll uh, give you guys like five, ten seconds to realize we're going to be talking about Stranger Things season four. Deuce, we'll, we'll be talking. Oh yeah, spoilers. Alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm a I'm a crazy spoiler guy. So yep. spoiler alert. I don't know how in depth spoilers we're going to get, but I just want to say that to begin yeah. with to give everyone yep. the nice things. First seven episodes came out. The last last two are. Movie length coming out Fourth of July weekend. So again, reminder: if you haven't seen Stranger Things, don't want to get spoiled or hear any, you know, little bits. I'm someone who doesn't want to like it's going in completely clean, yeah, like Frank Costanza yeah. style. Yeah. No, I, I think. Clean. <laughs> yeah, I want to go in clean. I was nervous because of this big gap in between season three and season four. That this show lost its juice. It debuted in 2016. 2016, and yeah. in, in the world, in the streaming world, in the entertainment world. It was a huge different place than where they are now, especially within Netflix itself, yeah. right? All the changes going on there. So I thought it's a show that may have, you know, fall out of the, it's not the zeitgeist anymore to watch Stranger yeah. Things. It's not everyone's talking about. And I enjoyed the last three seasons. I liked season three like more than I liked season two. Yep. Uh, season four, up there as good as season three or season one to me, yeah. uh, through seven episodes, uh, people like to make fun of that production budget where it was $30 million an episode. I will say they're getting their money's worth at the production with the a lot of the world building and different things we're seeing that just aren't, you know, in Hawkins when it's the upside down. You're seeing all of those things. Yeah. Vecna <laughs> looks unbelievable. They're it getting, looks like a, you know, Star Wars, Marvel movie, whatever you want, like a, you know, blockbuster movie quality villain yo, in terms of looks, the construction. And when I first saw him, I was like, oh, they're, I was like, oh, maybe that's what cost 30 million. Like he, he is legit. Yeah, he looks, he's the budget he's guy. Yeah, he's the budget, right? He looks incredible. I mean, he looks everything like you would want in a final boss. Like he looks like, and it, and it, again, spoiler, alert, spoiler. Alert, I'm not gonna go too deep in it, but like he also looks like someone who, you know, sometimes you want to believe that there's a chance for your heroes to actually lose. He looks like someone who could beat them. You know, yes. like. Like he looks like someone who L could actually lose to in that final episode, and you're like, you're like, whoa, <laughs> like you know. So um, I was scared too for the same reasons, and I'll add one more, and I, and and only because I've seen people comment on this. The kids, the actual actors have gotten older, 
and you know their their voices are starting to change and then you know the only one who i think looks too old is lucas yeah well he looks like he should be playing shooting guard at kentucky lucas also lucas is too old and too He's got his grown man swag about him. Like he has the he has the awesome fade now. Yeah, he just has that awesome deeper voice. Fade. I was like, this dude looks like he's gotten taller. He's a, he's like, like he's a beast now. Yeah. And he also is he's like grown into his body. Like he looks yeah. like he could be a D back right now. Um, yeah. Whereas and, Dustin still looks ten. Right. Right. <laughs> Dustin doesn't still got the same hat and curls. He looks like it's still season one. It's perfectly fine. Um, but I was I was impressed. With Vecna, I was impressed with the setting. I, I was, and I'm honestly impressed. I've always been impressed with this though, but the soundtrack continues to blow you away. That Kate Bush song was awesome. That Kate Bush song was terrific. I, I, I loved every second of that episode, man. I, I really, um, I would not get yeah, the away. Dear Billy episode. I think that was episode three or four of this season. That I think it's episode, be the one that's episode gonna be four. Um, garnering I, all I the Yes, yeah. If anyone who just started it. Um, episode four is one you definitely want to lock in for. It's probably the best one of this this short season. Um, terrific, terrific episode, and probably the one I had to look it up. Probably the one they spent the most money on, just for that the yeah. cinematography and stuff like that. But um, I'm I am I have no expectations. Like, I I feel like this is one show that doesn't owe me anything. Um, so I, I feel like these last couple of episodes, I'm just gonna take it at face value and see what happens but i do feel like they've done a great job up until now and making me believe that there's a chance that that they could lose yeah i think season five will probably be the last season i assuming agree that so i wonder when you're talking about them losing i wonder if we're getting into kind of Avengers Infinity War endgame yes. territory where this season's going to end on a loss like empire strikes back yes. ending on an ending on an L and then they come back and win next season to wrap things yeah. up. I, I get I get more I get the sense that there's there has to be some kind of at least at at that moment insurmountable loss. And then they spend like again like in like like an end game, they spend the first half of season five, which is probably gonna be the, the last season, like you say, trying to one recoup and two trying to figure out who they are moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I get it. I get the sense that like whoever survives is gonna be spread out. They're each gonna be gonna be fighting their own personal demons and saying, you know, I well, I haven't talked to such and such forever. Like I haven't seen Mike in six years, you know, like blah blah blah. So I, I think that we should at least brace for that. Like there's gonna be some kind of loss and season five is probably gonna be most of them trying to piece piece together the whole their world again. What do you think is more believable as a storyline? Uh, in a town in Indiana, they have kind of a necro world that lives underneath that town. Or uh, like three normal people could break out of the Iron Curtain in 1996. I think the, the town... The upside down more, is more, that's upside more believable is, than the other it was. It's really fun. Like I'm not... People get too up upset and worked up at shows that need to have this yeah. like, great... Uh, you know, emotional weight or describe art in the, you know, Obama era or Trump era or post-Trump era, all <laughs> yeah, those yeah. things. Sometimes I just want to sit and watch a show that's a little spooky, a little fun, a little funny. I'm a popcorn it. flick guy. I'm a popcorn yeah. flick guy. I, do, I, I don't care at all, man. I think people take that stuff too serious. I think it's very fun to watch, you know, three bumbling adults uh, make their way in and out of the Iron Curtain. <laughs> but yeah. The dude I think who played, the, uh, 
right. shocking Hagar on uh, <laughs> Thrones in there. When I saw him, I was like, yes, let's go. Oh, dude, that was the one I did. I, I slammed my, uh, I put my hands up for that one. And obviously um, that Max and Lucas moment at, in episode four is the one I put my hands yeah. up for. I was like, this is great. Like, this is great, great, great storytelling. I, I felt like I haven't responded to a show like that um, probably since Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like early Game of Thrones, you know, like the just like the visceral response to like. Yeah, where you're rooting for these characters yeah, and this, this characters and stuff. huge yeah. universe that you, you're so sucked in over the last yeah. half dozen years. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I'm looking forward to how they close this season out and what next season looks like. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I know that Lucas is, it, it'll be also be interesting to see how many of them want to come back. Because I think that also, um, you know, they're, they're getting, they're older, you know, in real life. And I think yeah. that at some point, you know, they want to be detached from it and not just be known as the, you know, Stranger Things guys. And yeah, go, I feel like Millie Bobby Brown has to be absolutely sick. I was gonna say, I know, I know Millie. Like, I know she's probably like, dude, I'm, I'm probably done being eleven. But yeah. you know, like, I'm. I'm Cause she feels know. like she's probably feels like she's still eleven years old. And I know that's not the reason for her name, but in a way, like that still feels like a kid because she's so tired. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they had her. You know, she had to um, again, again. Tore, she had to like, cut again. Right, she had to cut again, and like she was probably. <laughs> She got so much money in that contract for that haircut. Oh, please. Yeah. I, I, I so was she that. hiding it with a wig and all the press lead ups? I, I think she was. I'm sure. Me and Ash were talking about it. You guys yeah. thought that was the case. I'm sure. I'm sure she, they, they, um, they obviously had a wig or something, but yeah, that bad boy is nice and nice and skimmed. What do you think? Are you team Nancy and Jonathan or Nancy and Steve? Cause in season one and two, it seems like, Nancy and Jonathan because of the shared trauma shared together. Trauma. Yeah. But I think one of the best parts of Stranger Things over the last three seasons is Steve's character development from the, you know, stereotypical like high school douche guy, popular yeah. kid that like would cut my pinky off to have his hair. Right. Yeah. Uh, to a guy who's uh incredibly empathetic. Yeah. Uh, his relationship with Robin has really helped him grow as a person too. I'm actually now I'm thinking like I don't necessarily want Nancy to cheat on Jonathan, even though Jonathan is uh, you know breaking up with her in slow motion to a right. degree with just kind of ignoring everything, which I think is effed up in its own right. Yeah. But Nancy and Steve, it, it feels right. I think it's, I, I think the universe and they're, again, their universe is different than ours, but I think the universe is, is like those, the forces are pushing those two not so slowly together. Like Jonathan's like, Jonathan's checked out from that relationship. Dude. And it, it's like, I think Nancy's the only one that maybe doesn't want to see it or like is just taking her opportunity. It was overdue for Jonathan to become a gigantic stoner. Right. Like, right. like, like that was, that was, that was more than, than, than obvious. So I, I says the that, guy wearing a tie dye shirt. Right. <laughs> I think, I think her and her and Steve are, are, are probably what's going to happen. And I think rightfully so. I think, like I said, her and Jonathan just, Sometimes, you know, things like that in those shows run their course, but I think it's good to see that. I, I think, like, you know, the shared trauma is cool, but I think that they finally just, like, yeah, like, we are just mentally just checked out, both of us, from this. So I think it's probably, I think her and Steve are just inedible right now. You talked about the moments where you're like, you wanted to cheer watching it. Mine was when they were looking for a replacement for the Hellfire Club. They're walking down, <laughs> they're walking down the hallway in slow motion, yeah. and then you see Erica pop up, me and Ash are like, yes! <laughs> that, I, I think that another thing that they do 
that's really good. They the the character like Poppins are so good. They're so good at like like the they're slowing it down, slowing the camera down, slowing the motion down, and then in comes someone you like half forgot about or like someone you were rooting for and you're like you know it's like it's great they're so good at that even season one they were like that was really good and season three um was they were really 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 good at that i i loved it what i think is so great about the show is that over the last three seasons they've added so many new characters that i care about more than the original cast yeah whether it's robin erica Eddie, Billy, all unbelievable characters, not just on top of the character development of the other characters, too. And I think that um, that's the reason that you can stand the other characters getting older is because these characters, they weren't thrown at us. They weren't, like, thrown in our face. They were intertwined in the storylines that make it made it make sense. And, it felt and, organic. Right, so it felt organic. And the other part is, they didn't for 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 all for four seasons. They didn't just have it be the original four, you know, like the original five. Like yeah. that that would have been super lame. I would have I would I would have tired of that after the second season. I was like, all right, this is corny. Like all you do yeah. is have them, the five of them going on different different excursions. But like I think it's really cool that they mix it up and they have like a different group each year. Each year there's like a different group of like our personal crime fighters or like the, the yeah. people, you know, the main characters. So I think that that's another reason it continues to stay fresh too. I love it. Really. Yeah. I'm excited. And, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. I almost don't want to hit the shore before the July weekend. Cause I want to pop down and watch out and make sure I don't get spoiled. Cause the one episode, episode seven, these were all over an hour this season. Yeah. We, we watched the first six of the seven this past Saturday. And I was like, we just watched eight hours of stranger things in a row. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, uh, episode, so Steven, episode set eight, I should say episode eight, is I think an hour and 25 minutes. Hour 25 minutes and episode yeah. nine is two and a half yeah. hours. That's insane. Like, I don't even want to sit in a Marvel movie that's two and a half hours <laughs> as much as I like them. Like, Doctor Strange movie, which I didn't like. That's that's a discussion for that other time. It was two hours and six minutes. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a perfect runtime. Per- yeah. Two and a half hours for an episode of a TV show streaming is outrageous. And I need a lot of people to die. I need the production budget for the episode alone to be you know, eighty million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Everything at me for that one. I'm thinking the same. I'm like, dude, I need people. I need people to die. I need stuff blown up. I need. I need literally Hawkins to be blown up, like (laughs) Three Mile Island Hawkins style. Right. right. Like this is nuts. Like, like I I, for two and a half hours, you got to keep me dialed in. Like, I need maybe. I need some 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 secret guest appearances. I need all of it. Uh, The guy who plays Murray, he was on. Did you watch that show Love on Netflix? It was a Judd Apatow show. Yeah, I think I, I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, he was in it, and he was like such a kind of like a dirt bad guy in there. And he's <laughs> he's so good at these. He's a really good character actor. I liked him a lot. Yeah, what a show, man! I'm I'm, I'm fairly impressed. I thought that they didn't have it in them, but I'm extremely impressed. Yeah, when the final uh, two episodes come out, when we do a pod that week or the following one, we'll have yeah. to wrap it up with some more Stranger Things talk and give our yeah, theories sure. going into. Well, we assume the season five. We see the five. Anything else? I'm all good, man. I think um, you know we'll keep uh, we'll keep on keeping on with with summer birds and you know training camps really on the horizon. OTAs this week, um, so I'm 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 excited, man. I'm ready for some football for sure. 
Yeah, and you can follow Zoe on Twitter at tweets underscore by underscore Zoe. Always great Sixers, Philly Philly content. I shouldn't just say Philly sports or Sixers or Eagles content. Just great Philly content. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus under Clancy. Again, I'm the deputy sports at phillyvoice.com, so be sure to check out there. Uh, We'll be having a lot of Eagles training camp coverage hands-on this year between Myself and Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice are a part of VGN Radio. Obviously, Brandon Lee Gowton of BleedingGreenNation.com. So we're going to have some uh, immediate aftermath pods of some of the practices this year between Jimmy, myself, and Brandon. So we're bringing a lot of good content on Philly Voice, VGN Radio, everywhere in between. Be a fun summer for the birds and definitely going to be a fun season. Yes, sir. Talk to you, bro. All right, bro. Be good.